AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday with Charles W. Chuck Bryant and Noel Brown. What does hoo-ah mean, Chuck? Is that a military thing? Like when... Uh, hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Is that just like an Al Pacino thing? Well, I mean, I think it can be military in nature. I know that... I think a Marines might have said it That's what I while. thought. It was maybe a Marine thing. Yeah. But, you know, my brother-in-law is a very high-ranking Marine. Noel, he is one of... Is, would uh, you consider him elite? Is he an elite Marine? He is. He's one of 18 uh, wow. three-star generals. Holy cow. In the Marine Corps. And uh, that's, you know, he's almost at the tippy top. Yeah. And then it goes, and I looked this up recently. That's why I'm, I know these stats. Because we were like, geez, I wonder if he's going to make it to four-star and be at the very tippy top. And we were like, surely he will. But 18 make three-star, three make four-star. So 15... Super tippy top Marines get told no. So uh, mm. you never know. No. So so you like you what you say, I want to be a forester. You apply or, or does someone just like award it to you? Based no, on- it's it's you know, it's weird. It's like any other job management system. Like you get promotions and raises based on tenure. And uh, I mean, in that way, it's like any job. But yeah, he you will. I think eventually you will be up for that promotion like uh, under consideration got it and then you either get it or you don't and you progress in your career or you don't interesting it interesting. is interesting but he's been my in my family since i was a little, 10 or 11 years old so uh you know he started dating my sister in high school so he's like my brother but anyway the reason i say that is 
I know that Ur was a Marine Corps thing. Not oh. even the hua. It went Ur. down to Ur. Okay. It's just a sound <laughs> and a noise, a thing they make. I don't know what it means. And there's, it. there's probably uh, former Marines out there listening and laughing at me right now. Cause That's probably fine. Wrong. Right in. I, I don't know. know how uh, Pacino comes into it, except for that movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just think of it in his voice. Uh, was that Scent of a Woman? Yeah, I never saw that, believe it or not. It was fine. Do the, do the voice. You do a decent Pacino, right? hoo He got a great ass! <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. You know, people really got a kick out of our uh, Herzog, uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, really? Fun that we had. Your Christoph Waltz is on point, my dude. I'm serious. I was blown away. I was not expecting that. I want them to do a buddy movie together all of a sudden. That's a great idea. You know? It's a great idea. Yeah. Because they both have those kind of fun accents, but one is, you know, Christoph Waltz is so jaunty. And then you've got Herzog, which is just so dire. I don't know who that was. Say so dire. So dire. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I think it would be a fun combination. Put them in a buddy movie. Yeah. A road movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense because, you know, because Christoph Waltz is sort of the more upbeat nihilist, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and and hers like, is the really like in the fucking weeds nihilist, you know? Right. But and they're so both, between the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, because Christoph Waltz would be like, it doesn't matter. We could just kill them all. And Werner Herzog would be like, it is inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All exactly. right, Noel. This is a this is a themed episode. Thought I'd drop this on you. Do you have a guess? Oh God, a a themed episode? Yes. No. Is is it is it date related? Seasonal? It's it's nothing uh, related to anything other than how could I po- how could I possibly guess? I don't know. I just thought you might pay attention and see what's going on the the movie crush page. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, I, I, I scroll. Yeah, I got to say, I don't do Facebook nearly as much as I used to. I sure. do Instagram Which is much good. more. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Noel, this is in tribute to the movie trailer. I love a movie trailer. Maybe Mike can put together some special music and drop it right oh, here. That would be fabulous, Mike. You did a great job in advance. All right. How about that? There was the music. Oh, uh, Mike, by the way, everyone, we need to welcome Mike. I don't even think I've mentioned on the show yet. We have a new producer. I'm just getting shuttled around the company like stop yesterday's garbage. No, batted around like a ball of string. <laughs> Who wants him now? No, but uh, welcome, it. Mike. Mike's doing a great job, and uh, I can't wait to meet Mike in person. Mike is a lovely guy, uh, really talented musician, um, great producer fabulous NPR background and uh, he joined my team recently um, working on some other stuff and so it made sense to bring him into this show. Yeah, I used you know, now that I, I saw the picture of him, I was like, oh, that's Mike. I remember seeing Mike around the office. Mike also is one of the founders of an incredible Atlanta-based literary event, long-running literary event with uh, another guy named Nick Tikoski who is a talented writer who has written podcast stuff for us um, for the show Tomorrow's Monsters starring John Boyega. Oh, cool. Name drop. Yeah. Um, but Mike and Nick started this thing called Write Club, 
um, like Fight Club, but right, uh, where it's like a pub, a literary slam kind of event mm-hmm. where two uh, writers kind of go up and do pieces, you know, one after the other with a timer. Um, and Mike and uh, Nick often MC them and they're very clever and keep it moving. And then with audience uh, applause, you determine who wins. And then there's like a brackety situation where the winner of that one goes up against the winner of the other one. Uh, and they're, they're so much fun and uh, very lovely, cool. Really, really, really talented writer and lovely person. That's Mike, awesome. Welcome. And I'll, you know, we should plug tomorrow's monsters too, because that is former guest Dan Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once it will be future guest again, we're going to have Dan back. But Dan did a, a scripted fiction uh, series for us called Tomorrow's Monsters, starring John Boyega, which which was a great get. And I believe that thing they're already trying to get that thing option for for TV or film, right? Absolutely, that's amazing. So cool. Way to go, Dan! Give it a shot, everybody. Is that three three D audio or is it just reg? It's just regular. Okay. All right, Noel. So let's get it going here. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is give a brief overview of movie trailers and what they are in their history. And uh, I, on Movie Crush, I get to do what I don't get to do on stuff you should know, which is basically just do the Wikipedia thing. We've never oh. done that on stuff you should know, and that's why it still the only thing that bugs me <laughs> about our reviews. And I don't really don't care about reviews at this point, and I never really did. But when I see reviews that say, two guys that just fucking read Wikipedia pages, that burns yeah. me up because we've never used Wikipedia, not even as a source, much well, less just at, reading the page. At least no one in your reviews is calling you a cuck, so. Do um, <laughs> you call it a cuck? Well, just because of the conspiracy thing. Right, There's so course. many people that are just like. That's an interesting crowd, so. Yeah. Rubs you the rubs people the wrong way when we even get remotely political about anything. But it's like in this day and age, how can you not somewhat talk right. about these kinds of, you know what I mean? So we sort of, we piss some people off. But yeah, I want to know, why is it called a trailer? I hope you'll, I know you'll get there, Chuck. I That's don't the first uh, thing out of the you. gate, Noel, okay, is uh, they used to be shown after the movie. They used to trail the movie. And that's why they were called trailers. Right there. But uh, they learned pretty quickly that no one gave a shit and didn't stick around. And so they said, maybe we should front load these things. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, back in the day, they used to have uh, cartoons and newsreels and stuff like that before movies. And that was all a part of it. So they just started including the trailer at the front loaded bit of the movie, which is, of course, what they still do today. Uh, It says here that the very first trailer was in November 1913 when an advertising manager for the uh, Lowe theater chain, uh, Marcus Lowe, produced a short promotional film for the movie The Pleasure Seekers. So the very first, I think it was on Broadway, uh, but the very first movie trailer was The Pleasure Seekers. So if anyone ever asks you a trivia question, you can keep that in your hip pocket. Was that about a bunch of sex addicts? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> Not in 1913. Ah, bummer. Uh, and then it says here that uh, they called it uh, in the newspaper, the Nebraska Daily Star, they called it an entirely new and unique stunt and that moving pictures of the rehearsals and other incidents connected with the production will be sent out in advance of the show to be presented at Lowe's Picture Houses and will take the place of much of the billboard advertising. So that this they thought they were going to do away with billboards, which they, of course, did not do. You don't see them a lot outside of Los Angeles. A little bit. Yeah, occasionally it's, but you're right. It is very LA centric thing and, and largely seeming to be like almost industry facing, you know, or for like awards season. Yeah, it's definitely, there's some ego involved to have Mm -hmm. your movie on the big billboard there on the sunset strip. 
Now, now that's that's not to say that New York is another big one for with subway ads. You know, you see them in subways a lot in New York. True, that is very true. Uh, it also says until the late 1950s, um, trailers were mostly uh, done by the National Screen Service, and it basically just pulled out some some key scenes with big, large text with music. Like those early trailers were a little bit rough if you see those old trailers. Uh, in the 60s, they got a little bit different because they got rid of the text and started doing these montages instead of just like a, a scene from a movie and started editing these things together. And this basically the 60s was when we saw the birth of what we kind of know as the movie trailer today. Right. Uh, in 93, they started showing them online. I remember in the early days of the internet going to Apple movie trailers every week to watch right. those movie trailers because I loved was- it. That was a good, yeah, that, that sort of fell by the wayside a little bit, didn't it? Sort of, because YouTube came along, I think, and kind of t- just took over, because if you want to watch any movie trailer, you can just type it into YouTube. But mm-hmm. I, I used to love going to Apple movie trailers. That was a regular thing for me. I guess I just see them pop up shared, you know, on like Instagram stories right. or like Facebook posts. People just like share it when a new trailer comes out. But I don't go like trolling for them every week. But that was a nice little ritual. I did the same thing. Uh, there are dozens of companies now in the United States that make movie trailers, of course, based in uh, New York and LA mainly. And, uh, there's sort of like many ad agencies also almost. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they're working from the, the dailies, like they're, they're cutting these things together before the movies even finished. So that's why sometimes you will see scenes and bits that don't make it into the final film that are in the trailer, which can be confusing. Yeah, I mean, it, re- it really is an art and nothing worse than, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, people say this all the time. There's nothing worse than a movie trailer that like spoils the movie, um, yeah, which can, do, though, which I can happen. Like. I don't know. That's why I say there's an art. I think there's like, and there's also like, there's the long form trailer and there's like the teaser trailer, which I'm yeah. sure you're going to get into as well. Yeah, absolutely. I like a good teaser. Uh, and, you know, sometimes they can use that to their advantage and all they can, they can, if you have like one person in your movie that's a big star that's in like right. one scene, they might play that up a lot more. <laughs> and then yeah. you'll get in there and be like, gotcha. Wait a minute, they're not even in the movie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, now it's a part of the fabric of going to a movie. There's like 20 minutes of that stuff and, and the big, big movies. And now, Noel, as you know, for the big, big, highly anticipated trailers, some people might even buy a ticket to a movie just to see that trailer like the new Star Wars trailer or whatever, because they know it's going to be front-loaded at the beginning of whatever big tentpole movie is out. That's right, and that's usually like the exclusive where you see it there in the theaters for the first time before even they like put it on TV or something like that. Yeah, which is really interesting. I, I mean, the notion of someone buying a ticket to a movie just to see that trailer, I mean, I would think they would stay for the movie, but you never know. People might even leave, Noel, which is very strange. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's very weird. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. But uh, I had a couple of questions I posed to the movie crushers on the trailer front and they really got into it uh the first one is very simple noel what is one movie trailer that you will never forget seeing oh my goodness blair blair which is a good one for me because and we've talked about the the great viral campaign they did leading up to that movie Uh, i'll never forget that movie trailer because it just uh enthralled me because I was tricked. I was just like, oh my God, is this real? Is it not? So I, I remember like even the night that I saw that trailer. Do you have one? I can't think of a trailer like that, 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 that really blew, blew me out of the water. I mean, I, I, I wish I could, I'm going to think about it as I hear some more uh, from, from the, from the crushers. I'm sure some of these will, will trigger you in a good way. Uh, Joe Baumgartner says Jurassic Park, an adventure 65 million years in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he was fresh off reading the book as a young teen and seeing the ripples in the water glass blew my mind. I, I was going to say that one, actually, but I couldn't remember what about it was memorable to me. But that is I, I definitely distinctly remember that part in the trailer. You know how they did that water uh, glass trick? I think most people know this by now. I don't. Tell me. Well, they wanted the perfect center out ripple as if it's mm-hmm. coming from the center. And uh, they they had a guitar string at the bottom oh. of that glass and they were plucking a guitar string. When you say at the bottom of the glass, you mean in some kind of like, like vibrating through the the surface that it was. Well, on, I or? think they strung it through the bottom of the glass. You know, they got they built a special glass with a guitar string through the bottom of the glass, as if it was, uh, you know, strung I like see. a guitar. I see, like vertically, not horizontally. Yeah, yeah, vertically, the glass. like like attached on the top and then pulled taut from the bottom and plucked. And then yeah. that makes perfect sense because it would go up. That's exactly, that makes, I did not know that Chuck. Nicole. And that's fascinating. That, 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 that's exactly what the effect would do. I think. I, th- yeah, I think that's right. I, I, this is all mm-hmm. from memory. So if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. But, no, that's really cool. That's really cool. And it also makes you think like if they experimented with different string gauges and like, cause you know, they really wanted the, the perfect thing for that shot. Cause it was such an iconic shot. 
Um, Linda Bacaleo, one of our friends says, easy, thank you for asking. Uh, the Watchmen, before one of the Batman movies, deep cut Smashing Pumpkin song as a music definitely helped because as soon mm-hmm. as uh, that came on, all of my senses uh, perked up and I became immediately entranced with the entire thing. Yeah, I, th- I think especially if you're a Watchmen fan, to see that come to life. I remember that trailer. It was it was a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Erica Sim says, Lord of the Rings. My 16-year-old brain was very ready to nerd out on a well-made version of a well-loved book series. Uh, also, <laughs> also, I was horny, and there's some hot guys in it, <laughs> and I didn't yet know what to do with that energy, so I saw this in the theater five times. <laughs> That's very cute. Uh, Carrie Stone says, Transformers transported me back in time to my childhood, even though it was only a black screen and a voice. Yeah. That was a big movie for a lot of people. Totally. I mean, it wasn't very good, but it, I mean, were you too old for that stuff or was that in your alley? Nah, I think I, I, I kind of, it kind of passed me by. Did it really? When you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just didn't, didn't really. Maybe it was really before your radar. time. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, let me see another Jurassic park. Tony Cox is the matrix. Do you remember that one? The matrix is one that I remember seeing the poster for f- that it was coming. And, and I, and I thought it looked really interesting. Um, but I just, again, I'm not a distinct memory for like, Whoa, I'm so excited about the matrix, uh, because of the trailer. But- Tanya says it was 14 watching TV in my bedroom. The trailer came on. It was so different to anything else I'd seen ran out of the living room and said, mom, I think I found a movie we'll all enjoy. It looks amazing. Sure. I remember that one because it did look different. I think I remember seeing that that scrolling green stuff, that code. That looked cool. And that got me sort of right out of the gate. And, and that was really the first use of that kind of 360 bullet time effect, wasn't it? That really yeah, was they, kind they of like created that for that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it got done to death and kind of went away. I don't I mean, people don't even do that anymore much, do they? It's well, it's something that Zack Snyder is quite fond of. He still does it. I mean, not the 360 spin, but just like the hyper slow mo bullet time. They're they're sort of I'm sort of combining two tropes, I right. think. Because the thing in the Matrix that was very specific was the spin around where they had like a right. ring of cameras that were all filming. That technology they, is so cool. It was so cool. And but the thing is, like, once you've seen it in the Matrix, then you see it other places, it almost starts to feel a little hackneyed and kind of cliche. And honestly, yeah. I rewatched the matrix recently and it is a victim of its own f- genius by it looking a little dated now because of that effect. <laughs> but yeah. it's like that. They're the ones who did it, you know, not to me. I still think it looks good, but that's mm-hmm. just my take. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, you, have you seen the new trailer? Speaking of trailers for army of the dead and Zack Snyder. Wait, what is this? No, no, no. I don't know. Is this like a, another, like um, it just dropped. It's a new dead movie and yeah. uh, it's got like a, evil dead. Huh? Evil Dead or like no, like the Day of the the Dead, Night of the Dead series. Uh, But it has Tig Notaro in it as as a Tuffy, and the it's a heist zombie movie. So the idea is that there's this money in Vegas uh, after the zombie apocalypse that this elite team is of like former soldiers is is, has to go get and then fight off an army of zombies to get it. And it it, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I love Dave Batista. Yeah. But yeah, Tig man. I like seeing her do that. She's and a she, heavy. She looks look great at her. for it, man. Like, she does. She has a really good look for that movie. Oh, that's and that really kind of part. cool. 
She's all like loaded down with like, you know, uh, like a bandolero type, uh, yeah. you know, like gun cartridges. What do you call those? Looks very cool. Yeah. Clips. I know what you mean. That's the word. That's the word. Gun cartridges. I'm clearly not a gun person. <laughs> clearly more of a video game person than a gun person. Uh, Steve Rothog says uh, the teaser for Cloverfield. That one definitely sold some movie tickets, even without saying the title of the movie. Yeah, I remember that. I agree. That was I a, a brilliant campaign. I do agree. Uh, Lisa Paluzzi says The Force Awakens. After the disappointing prequels, this felt more like the original trilogy. Totally. Yep. That one gave me chills, actually. Oh, boy. I remember this one. Roger Dodger says The Original Alien was 9 or 10 when that teaser came out airing on TV. It scared me so much I'd run out of the room. Yeah. Fun. In space, no one can hear you scream. One of the great taglines. I, th I think we've talked about that, Chuck. That's one that just exists so singularly that I never even associated with a movie. I always thought it was from like a old episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, really? It's just like something that had just been around forever. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's yeah. a great tag. I wonder who wrote that. That's a, such an art form, you know, to write a good tagline. Totally. Uh, let me see. Katie Howard Clark says, Cliffhanger, that awful Stallone movie. I was 12 and the combination of music and heights still gives me sweaty palms. I never saw that. Did you? No. I, I think it, that's one of those movies that it is what it is. I don't think it pretended to be high art or anything. Absolutely. But I'm surprised yeah, I, I didn't see it. Uh, Mac Madonna says there will be blood. I don't think I've ever been more excited to see a movie oh, after the that's, trailer. That's a good point because it had that really arresting Johnny Greenwood choppy yes. kind of like you know strings in it oh and man it I remember all distinctly. these beauty shots and oh man so cool that was a great trailer it was also one of the ones where you're like I don't quite know what this is about mm -hmm. but you knew there was some oil involved a little bit and it was just like you know lots of tense faces and yeah very very well and it was trailer. Paul Thomas Anderson if you were already a fan of him seeing him dive into a completely different world than you had seen him work in before of this this period that would have been his first period piece, which now kind of is his bread and butter. But that's exactly what that was, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. I can't wait for his new movie. He's what is it? What do you know about it? He's going back to the 70s, I think, mm. with, um, I think it's a movie about a, a, a former child star actor or something in the Valley. I think he's going back to his roots a bit. Looks great. Oh, here's a Blair Witch Love Project. Uh, Matthew Fober. Uh, memorable one since it was, at the time, we didn't realize it wasn't real yet. Yeah. There wasn't really any precedent for that kind of found footage movie. Boy, those guys turned out to be not great filmmakers, though. What else did they did they do? In, I know there was that second Blair Witch, but I didn't think they had anything to do with it, did they? That was our old pal Joe Berlinger, the documentary filmmaker who I had on Movie Crush, who did the, the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. He, you know, when his claims to shame that he laughs about now as he made that second Blair Witch movie and he's a great filmmaker and he he talked a little bit about why it stunk and and how they mm -hmm. took it away from him and he didn't get to do the movie he wanted to do and a lot of times you hear that and you think yeah whatever but I totally believe Joe because he's a really good filmmaker absolutely no no and I you know I there were things about that movie that I liked when I was young uh, I did rewatch it more recently and it is quite 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 bad um, I didn't but see I it. get it yeah, I saw it, The Book of Shadows. I remember seeing it in the theaters when I was younger. Yeah, I told Joe um, I didn't see it, and he was like, good, don't. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Ratliff says The Shining. Timothy Hendricks says Joker. Yeah, Joker was a really good trailer. 
It was. It was simple, too, right? It didn't give away shit. It was almost, oh, there's also the thing, there's a style of trailer where it's like it's its own, I guess that is the teaser, where it's very much its own thing, where they've shot something that really doesn't exist anywhere else outside this little trailer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy Nolan says, Independence Day, so does Cat Havens Witten. And Troy says, I believe it debuted during a Super Bowl one year. And I remember thinking, holy shit, that looks awesome. But it turned out to be kind of corny. I didn't really like that movie much. Did you? Oh, I loved it. I loved it when I was a kid. But I think, again, it's an age thing, you know? You were probably like, the right perfect age for I was that. just the right age. I uh, I thought it was great. I very much enjoyed it. Yep. All right, we'll finish up this movie trailer you're never going to forget seeing with Ivy Hutchison saying Fury Road. Ooh, boy, I remember seeing that trailer, dude. And I was just... Absolutely. I was so... Just put it in my neck, man. And it was great. It lived up to it. I think I saw that three times in the theater, dude. I did at least see it twice in the theater. That one was just an absolute just treasure. And I don't do that I, anymore. I don't go see movies more than once in the theater because my time is so limited for fair. for movie going. But I did. And it was worth it. Yeah, I I, I do it. You know, it's got to be a real mm-hmm. humdinger, as Lucille Ball would say. A humdinger. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, Noel, then we're going to move on to this. What mo- and this is sort of along the same lines as those movie trailers that uh, that might pump up one character who's not even in it. What movie trailer totally misled you? Because that can happen. In terms of a twist? Well, in terms of a lot of stuff. And, and I think the, the crushers get it because this is sort of 
I've been reading through these. They sort of encapsulate the different ways in which you can be misled. Ian Bauer says drive. It marketed itself like a fast oh, and I furious see. clone. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was not that. No, it was not that. Uh, and, and sometimes that can absolutely backfire, right? Sure. You know, like it can like, like that movie Mother, for example, which was the. <laughs> I still um, haven't seen that. I fucking loved it. Um, it is a difficult movie. It is what many would probably consider very uh, artsy and pretentious. Mm -hmm. um, but I just found it very arresting and it like really took my breath away, literally. And it's just it goes places that you're not expecting and it really goes there hard. But it was marketed like a thriller. Right. And it is not that at all. It is a high art, uh, very, um, uh, what's the word? Almost like a, like a parable, like where, like an allegorical kind of thing where there's yeah. stock characters that represent different things. Uh, it is not what it looked like at all. Mother. And, and it pissed people off because it was looking like, oh, from the creator of this other kind of edgy movie. Requiem comes, for a Dream or whatever. Requiem for a Dream comes Mother, uh, an exercise in terror, <laughs> more or less. You know? Interesting. I, I got to see not, it. It's just one of those movies I never got around to. Yeah, I recommend it. Uh, Adam Haddad says the trailer for the first Suicide Squad Whoever edited that should totally be the go-to trailer editor for all movies because it looked like it was going to be awesome and it was a horrible mm -hmm. mess. Yeah, Suicide Squad looked great in that trailer. Yeah. I didn't see the movie, though. It's such a fun concept and the characters are neat. I, I hold out hope for the new one um, because, yeah, there, there, there's something there. But that one just it was just a mess. It was like it felt like it was made by committee. And that, like, they, they, they had to rush a bunch of things and make things into montages that were never meant to be. And mm -hmm. just, like, they just covered it with music because clearly they were using that to cover edits and right. time jumps and things. It was just, you know, very clearly a, a real mess. Uh, one of our oldest friends, Minal Data, says, Annihilation, poorly marketed as an action movie. But luckily, I ended up loving it as another sci-fi hit from Alex Garland. I loved Annihilation. I thought it was killer. I thought it was fantastic too. Uh, and anything Alex Garland does, I'm down for. Yeah, um, I what that's a multi-part thing though. The books, right? Annihilation. Yeah, that's one part of no, a several-part book series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think the movie maybe didn't do well enough to justify making more. Probably, I don't think it was a big no. hit, and yeah. I think it was a, a bit of mismarketing. I don't think. Uh, I think it did look like sort of like Predator or something, and it's not that. It, it, it's not. It's another one that gets very high art and mm -hmm. surreal. Uh, but I thought one of the things I loved about that movie was the set design and like all of the like yeah. weird fungus kind of textures so in cool. it and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. Here's the thing, though, man. If you know your filmmakers, like if you're just a regular sort of average moviegoer who doesn't pay attention that much to, to filmmakers and stuff, you might get fooled. But if you know like who Alex Garland is or who was it that did Drive um, – Oh, oh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, he's not going to make a Fast and Furious movie. Uh, so you should be suspicious of those trailers. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's the thing, though. Those trailers are designed to trick the normies, you know? And right. The, and the, but to me, that's why it'll backfire, because then, right. of course, they're going to shit all over right. it, because it does not meet their normie expectations. Rotten going to go down, because they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. fucking Fast and Furious. Uh, Jordan Wang says every movie trailer is misleading by the very nature of what advertisers are trying to do. I don't know if I agree with that, Jordan. Um, they're trying to sell a movie and I don't, I think sometimes they feel like they have to mislead, but I don't think every movie trailer is misleading. Do you? 
No, I don't think so. I think, like I said, we've, that's what we've been talking about this whole time. I think some of them do it justice. Uh, it's an art to it because you don't want to spoil it. You don't want to mislead. Yeah. And you don't want to bore people either. So there's like really a, a fine line between all those things. All right. Uh, but uh, Jordan does say Cabin in the Woods was one of the most egregious of these. I think that was purposeful. I think they wanted to sort of hoodwink you for Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods. Because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't give away anything in that trailer because the whole thing is about that twist. Is the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I saw that again not too long ago, and it's a very fun movie. It really, truly is. Uh, David Rumor says, Overlord seemed like a badass to a World War II movie. Sure. Yeah, they didn't show a lot of the horror movie imagery in the trailer. Did you see Overlord? Hmm. I loved it. I did see it. That's the Nazi a uh, movie that mm-hmm. kind of pivots, right? It, it sort of like starts out one way and then like all of a sudden it's this other thing. Yeah, I, I don't know about loved it. I, I quite enjoyed it though. Uh, Jonathan Cooley says, I'm going to go with Scream, totally thrown off by Drew Barrymore not being the lead. Well, that was very much purposeful too. Pull the rug out from underneath you. Yeah, and it's obviously a nod to Janet Lee, you know, being bumped off in Psycho so quickly, being a big star. Spoilers, Noel. For Psycho? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Boy, I, that was an eye roll and a half that I just got. Uh, no, it's just I'm, I, I get to get yelled at for spoilers, but I think there should be a statute of limitations. Uh, here's one I haven't seen yet. Uh, Anna Shrestha, one of our old friends, says, The Art of Self-Defense. Trailer looked like a fun black comedy with Jesse Eisenberg. It was a really fucking dark, weird, and disturbing film. I didn't see that. I think because of the trailer. I didn't see either. I need to check that out. It's supposed to be good. Uh, Elisa Adams says Silver Linings Playbook trailer made it seem way more of a comedy than it was. I liked it, but it was not what I expected. Yeah, I could agree with that. Oh, here we go. Noel with uh, Mother. Uh, The Gooch, David Gooch says trailer made it look like a psychological horror thriller. Instead, it was a weird dreamlike Bible parable. You said it. Yeah, I did. I did. I got to see that movie. Why do people hate it? Uh, because of a lot of, a lot of it is because of feeling misled, I believe, you know, if you go into something expecting one thing and then you get something the polar opposite, you're going to be, you're going to feel, you know, manipulated in some way, I think. Well, Jonathan Cooley, one of our old friends says, uh, David Gooch, I hated this almost as much as I hated Midsommar. Interesting. And Cooley rewatched Midsommar and hated it more. Just wasn't for him. That happens. I want to rewatch Midsommar. I have not done so yet. Since you just I saw the first the very one? first time, and we talked about it, but I really want to rewatch it as well. I recommend it. I liked it better the second time. Cool. Uh, Kate Kittleson, Marley and Me, unbelievable bait and switch. I would not have watched it if I knew the truth going in. Because it's sad times, right? Yeah. Uh, Emily and I watched uh, Marley and Me until the scene, because, you know, we're big, big dog people, and we watched the scene until um, it was like, Mommy, why are Marley's legs buckling? And Emily turned it off and went, well, that was good. <laughs> yeah. But certainly uh, enjoyed the first uh, uh, hour of that movie. Animal sads are the most triggering of sads. I yeah. Think, animal and kid many. sads. Mm-hmm. Can't do that kid stuff, man. Give me like uh, Florida Project or Beast of the Southern Wild, man. That stuff just wrecks me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans Bronsel says, Hereditary. Remember seeing the trailer and not being interested enough to see it in theaters. Fast forward about a year, I picked it up on Blu-ray at a flea market for cheap, and I tried out. Mother of God, that movie twisted my stomach around so much I couldn't finish it till the next day. Yeah. One of my favorite horror movies. 
I actually think the trailer was really successful. It made really good use of that sound and and it used it to ratchet up the tension and you see her do it once and you keep hearing it and they keep adding reverb to it. And then it gets like just more and more weird and kind of like trippy sounding. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a very good trailer actually. I do too. Uh, Robbie Poole says the matrix fooled him because he thought it was some alien invasion superhero save the world thing going on. Yeah, I guess you could see how that could have been. uh, You could be misled by that. Uh, Jason LaRue says Godzilla versus Kong I expected a bit what? more in the beginning. It felt like it was trying to hide them in plain sight compared to the trailer. I don't understand. How can you be confused about what that movie is going to be about? It's like well, I mean, he's, uh, I don't know. He just says, I, I, I don't know. Huh. He, he says he feels like that they were trying to hide the monsters too much in the movie. I disagree. I thought they were like just trotting them out. They were like, I mean, it was really the focus of the movie for me. Um, in a way that was very self-aware and I, and I appreciate it. You know, there was a lot of big monster bashes. I can't wait. I'm all about it. Wendy White yeah. says Shawshank Redemption. I totally had no idea what the movie was about and I hadn't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't remember what the trailer was like. It's been too long, but I obviously love that movie. Sam Comer says a trailer to Adventureland made it seem like super bad at an amusement park and it very, very ain't that. I really enjoyed Adventureland. Did you see that movie? I did. It's a very sweet uh, kind of coming of age type thing almost, right? Yeah, like it's, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good and very underseen. Yeah, exactly. One of Kristen Stewart's lesser known, but I think better performances. In my mind, I was just like, is Kristen Stewart in that? She is. Isn't her in Jesse Eisenberg? It absolutely is not. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, good. Jeez. I was losing it. Yeah, she was she was really good in that. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why I don't remember. Ryan Reynolds was in it. Martin Starr, Bill Hader, and Kristen Wiig were the yeah were the bosses. It was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do a couple more here. Eternal Sunshine from Liam Buckler. Trailer had Mister Blue Sky playing all the way through. It was really upbeat. The trailer oh. played it as a very typical Jim Carrey comedy. Yeah, I think that happens a lot, especially when you have a Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, doing something a little Marketing, different, dude marketing they're, yeah. they're, they're gonna be like we got we, we got jim carrey we can't squander this jim carrey opportunity i know totally 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 uh former and future guest cole stratton one of our old pals who is uh i love it that cole is so active here on the uh, on the board he said the twister trailer when that tire hurdles at the viewer which wasn't in the movie that's the first cinema bait and switch i can remember being perplexed by hmm. do you remember that Wait, what hurdles at the viewer? The the tire at the very end of the, uh, and my old buddy Ward Jenkins, uh, he was one of my brother's good friends in high school. He, I didn't know, uh, he was a crusher, so welcome. But he also says Twister, because he worked in a theater at the time. Uh-huh. And he said Twister is the first trailer that he remembers that had that stinger at the end. Like where you think the trailer's over, and then you get oh, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, last yeah. thing. And Whoops, I think he yeah. might be right. I don't remember any other movie before Twister and he even posted the trailer and I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, man, that Twister trailer was great. And at the very end, it gives that stinger of uh, a truck being flipped and a, and a tire coming right at the camera, uh, kind of crashing through the windshield. And totally that was not in the movie. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes they're using footage that they do not use in the film itself. That is very interesting example, but no, you're right. That little, you know, fake out, 
uh, where it's like you even see. No, I know what it is. It's usually after the title comes up, but before the final, like, um, yeah, you know, freeze frame of the credits, basically. You know what I mean? At the very end. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't noticed, trailers are very of the moment. Like everyone does sort of the same thing for a while, kind of like movie posters. It becomes sort of the way you're doing it for a time. And then it switches and there's sort of a new thing that you do for a while. And those those stings became uh, very much a part of sort of the modern trailer thing. I think it can be effective. I think it can be too. You kind of wait on them now though. And sometimes they don't happen, especially in the horror movie ones. Like you're like, all right, what's going to happen here at the end? Is the girl going to come out of the closet with a knife screaming? Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, it's like subverting the subversion, you know what I mean? <laughs> of the expectation. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone yeah. knows that they're waiting. Exactly. All right, Noel, well, that's going to wrap this one up. Our little movie, our ode to movie trailers. And uh, this is a lot of fun. I, I like hey, doing a little themer every now and then. I love it too. And and I want to say uh, kudos to people that really treat this like an art form. You can definitely tell the difference. You know what I mean? When one is made by committee or it's like, you know, clearly designed yeah. to mislead. But like a really good movie trailer is a lovely thing, I think. Yeah. And I think the misleading ones, especially like with Drive, is when the studio knows we got some art house garbage that no, you can't, you got to sell it as something else. Just yep. for that first weekend, we got to get some asses in the seats to try and make some of our money back. And then the, the the filmmakers, I'm sure, hate that. You know, they're really like the Paul Thomas Andersons. They have trailer control, too. Uh-huh. That's, and that's a, that's why yeah. we talked so much about that. There will be blood trailer because it, it in and of itself is uh, an absolute little little mini work of art. Totally. Absolutely. All right. Um, good stuff, everyone. Thanks for chiming in. And thank you, Noel, for everything that you do, not only oh, for dude. this show, but just as a human in the world. Hey, man. You too, brother. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you all next week. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 